Hello, guys. Welcome to the Knobcast, a football podcast with a difference. Your favorite football podcast. I am joined, as always, by uh, Gasky. Hello, Gasky. How are you doing, my Hello. man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing excellently well because we're about to do a lovely podcast. We're about to talk about Liverpool losing again. <laughs> so brutal. <laughs> but yes, we will be talking about Liverpool's capitulation once again, losing at home this time to the mighty Leeds United. A potterless Brighton being a beating a potted Chelsea. Spurs' miraculous comeback. Manchester United in uh, uh, scraping over the line against West Ham thanks to uh, David De Gea's heroics. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, how good is he? Very good. Uh, Arsenal battering Forest, and of course the classic mini games. Guess the football in sixty seconds, and at the end we will do ball busters. Reveal the winner from last week, and also give the clues for next week. Bogaski, I want to begin, as I say, with Brighton four, Chelsea one. Brighton four, oh, Chelsea yes. one. As I say, Graham Potter. Graham Potter obviously becoming Chelsea manager, formerly of Brighton. Before we even talk about the game, Gasky, I've got an interesting, uh, well, it might not be interesting. I've got a sort of qu a question. Because, 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 um, Brighton fans were chanting to Graham Potter, uh, sacked in the morning. Right. <laughs> so now, what's your sort of thoughts on that? Is that just sort of, it's, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek banter, it's okay? Or do you think it's like low-key or high-key disrespectful um, considering what um, like Graham Potter's achieved with Brighton and, and like the state he's like left them in? It's obviously a very financially stable state and, and a very good team, as we saw by the fact they beat Chelsea. I think it's just banter. For the way they were doing it, it's at the end of the day, you have to understand as a team like Brighton, you're a stepping stone club for a manager and for players. Just how you are when you're that kind of area in the Premier League. A manager is always going to look for that bigger job. You know, you can dislike whoever in the top six, but again, it's a step up, getting that champ, you know, potential Europe. And I think it was just the fact that the manager's left to go to a bigger club and then the club has beaten you. You're going to say you're getting sacked in the morning. Just is always going to happen. Like bands, then fair enough, fair enough. First one to ask that, just because I think maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I, I feel like Potter was a little bit maybe annoyed slash upset about the comments because in the match of the day he was asked about it and he said, "Look, I've got nothing to apologise for in leaving here." So I feel like he was a uh, maybe a little bit aggrieved, but hey, uh, it is football. You are going to have to expect some banter. But yes, uh, in reference to the actual game, uh, Chelsea got absolutely uh, torn apart uh, and battered. Uh, the, the game the game was over before it started uh, in, in a way uh, by the end of the first half realistically lots of Chelsea players making uncharacteristic errors um, I think Sterling probably should have should have had a couple assists as well but uh, his, his teammates were letting him down uh, on the finishing uh, we will obviously get into Brighton being excellent but let's start with like Chelsea's woes Gasky um, what what for you what what was the main what was the main issue from a Chelsea uh, perspective? What went wrong? I think most of it was the press they couldn't deal with. But then again, Brighton were very very good off the ball. And they were under Potter and they are under the new manager. But it, I mean, the main issue was Thiago Silva, for a lot of it, was taking so long on the ball and just getting caught out of possession constantly. You know, it was, I think, two of his mistakes, he stopped on the line. You know, and it's just the amount of messing about and how slow it was to build up. They seem to lack that presence of connect, you know, the player to connect the dots, as all the other teams seem, big teams seem to have. But, I mean, they started was it Gallagher and Loftus Cheek, who so. are not 
you know, who are not the best players. The, one of them. I think one of them you play. But you need to play someone to sit and connect the dots. Like, in the, the United-Chelsea game, they brought Kovacic on, who did that, and he was brilliant. And that's, I feel like that's what they lacked. He's just, Brighton saw it as an opportunity to go and press them when they're at the back four. And, yeah, they went 3-0 up before you even knew it because they just kept bouncing on the mistakes. And this is, it's been a number of games now. I feel like, do you think it's fair to say Potter doesn't know what his best Chelsea team is? He's also not even sure what his best Chelsea formation is because he seems to be sort of flipping and flopping and in, in making in-game adjustments going from a five to a four or vice versa. You know, uh, I believe uh, Cucurella got a substituted uh, uh, for, for Chilwell and then there was a change of formation from a five to a four in that game. Uh, so... Do you think it's fair to say that Potter doesn't really know what his best formation is? And for you, do you think that he should just stick to a five or, st- or stick to a four? Or do you think it's okay to sort of like flip-flop between the two? I think it's good to see that he's trying to see what he can get out of them and who's good. Because coming mid-season, it can't be easy, can it? When you've got a pre-season to kind of test, see who's good, see who's worth the opportunities, giving everyone a chance, which is fair. But yeah, I feel like stick with a, stick with a formation and see how it goes. Because Cucurella twice now has been subbed off. Yeah. He clearly, he's somewhat against him. And he's, because the problem you've got is trying to play through at the back, you're going to have an inverted fullback who's playing as that first centre back. And he's the one that's going to get pulled every time, and it's going to be him. So you're going to, you're potentially going to, he, his attitude is going to go. Because, I mean, he would if you keep getting subbed because he can't make his mind of what, the manager can't make his mind of what formation. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not very nice, is it? So I think, I think he does need to stick with a formation. That's your formation. Go with it and just see how you get on. And a one word answer: back four or back five for Chelsea. One word back answer: four. back four. Interesting, interesting. Cucurella may be losing out. Obviously, new Potter at Brighton, but he could be losing out to Chilwell potentially if. Uh, we are to read into those substitutions. Uh, but that's Chelsea. Brighton, absolutely excellent. Uh, they, they, they did lose against City last uh, match week, but I still gushed about how brilliant Brighton are and how much I really like the way they play. They they had more possession than City at the Etihad. Um, they, they're just not clinical enough in uh, the final third, but they put up a really good fight. I really admire Brighton, love the way they play. Graham Potter at Brighton, Brighton one of my favourites, etc., etc. Uh, Roberto De Zerbi, I believe is his name, is... Uh, carrying on brilliantly uh, there. And just speaking on that point of lack of clinicality, Trossard has been Brighton's, like, certainly from a goal-scoring perspective, he's been their best player by a mile. And what I what 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 was you saw in the game was that Trossard, who's normally this season been playing on the left-hand side for Brighton, he actually played more, of, more as a central striker. Like, if you just go look at his heat map... Uh, he, he he just was uh, the central striker and he did obviously score uh, score in this game uh, as well. So Gasky, we've spoken many times about how Brighton needs a striker option. Has ha- Have Brighton found uh, that striking option in the form of an in-form Trossard? Essentially, yeah. But you need that creation because if you're putting him up front, you know, he's the perfect, again, type of player to kind of link up with wingers. But then, who have you got out wide? That's the key part, because you're dragging, you're moving him into centre. You need the players who can create for him. So if they can have them players to do that job, but he's perfect to put, put number nine. And and it's and I can't remember the last time I've seen a team who were, you know, in form, lost their manager, someone else has come in, and they continue to perform the way that they're doing. 
Because usually you start to see, you know, a manager come in, I want my way. It's as if he's come in, you know what you're doing. I'm going to try and improve of what you're doing. And the going and scoring goals, which was, but we've always said, is Brighton's downfall. So maybe he he knows how to get the best best attacking out of these players, and they you know they could be sniffing about behind Newcastle. You never know. Yeah, I think I think the worst thing a manager could do at once so brilliantly coached and uh, in terms of the system at Brighton is come in and you know rip up the current project book and be like no we're going to play this way and he's coming he's gone look you know you were doing brilliantly under graham potter in terms of the way you're playing we're just going to keep going guys we're just going to keep doing the exact same thing i'm not going to change anything uh you know not not going to change it too much and it's just going to be basically uh the same but we'll try to take it to uh an even, an even higher level if we can and it's a huge result for brighton uh, and it's so it's so good to see that their brilliant play is being rewarded always happy when brighton do well because I, i'm because brighton represent good football uh, for me and probably also I don't, I don't know enough about the inner workings of the club but they always seem to be financially stable they always seem to be very good in terms of scouting like you think of Kuku Correa for example he only spent one season at Brighton and I don't know how yeah. much they I don't know how much they bought him for but he, I think I think he was 15 to 20 million I think something and I think like he, the, the previous club though, I think he was only there for about a year as well so yeah yeah obviously got yeah good scouts Good scouts, yeah, and and big profits as well. Six was it around 50, 60 million they sold. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, a uh, lot. Kuka Raya Force, yes. Yeah, so uh, brilliant uh, club from that aspect. Brilliant team. Uh, Chelsea still got. I believe that was great. I believe so a weird weird fact. I believe that was Brighton's first win under their new manager, and it was Potter's first loss at as Chelsea manager. It, it was definitely Potter's first loss. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. It was because we were going to be the Drew to Chelsea, uh, due to Liverpool, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. So uh, they, they, there you go. Uh, the, the first win for Brighton since Potter left and Potter's first uh, defeat at Chelsea. Still got a lot of work to do this season. Still in a top four race, potentially uh, for sure. Speaking of another top four race and a team which, you know, would have had ambitions of ta- challenging for time. Look at Kaskis. Look at, look at I just know that. how excited you are. I know how much this is this pleases you. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, gonna, it's pleasing you as well. I can see a little smirking oh, of course, face. Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, anyone who doesn't support them, he'll enjoy it. It's just so funny because... You know that you know as a city fan, there's never really been a there's, well, there's never been a city Liverpool rivalry up until realistically the 2016 17 season, and oh gosh, it's just gone already. Yeah, it was like you know, it, no, it's just um for me, they're just they're just like obviously they're still a huge rivalry with United, but they have probably for me have overtaken them in terms of the team that I actually look at in terms of I mean obviously for obvious reasons, but even if they aren't in a title race just like oh brilliant they drop points that's hilarious so yeah it's just but i guess that's good you, you, you want that from a rivalry um, yeah 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 anyway so yeah but you know city fan united fan laughing at liverpool uh losing who would have thought <laughs> uh, and yeah gasky they've lost yet again now that may not be a surprise if you just said oh liverpool lost you know for like the fourth time this year whatever but it isn't a whatever because it happened at anfield which is where Liverpool are normally quite good. Um, it's I don't know the exact stats. Gasky, maybe you do. Uh, Van Dijk had an outrageous record where he did not lose a home game, at, you know, as a Liverpool player at Anfield. So I'm assuming he lost as, as a Southampton player in the Premier League. In the Premier League, yeah, yeah, sorry, Premier yeah. League, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know how many games. I think it was like 60. Or, it, was, it was a mental uh, amount. It's, between 60 and 70. I've, uh, yeah, I've got 75 in my head, but I don't think that's right. Yeah. It's, but it's, some, for something like that. A lot. Know. A lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of games. That record is now gone. That is now gone. And I tell you what, we'll, we'll get on to the second goal, but he only has himself to blame. To be fair, it's not like the team let him down. He let himself uh, down. I don't even know if Leeds were necessarily brilliant in this game, Gasky. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts were on that. No, no disrespect to Leeds at all, because they, they were obviously very good to get a win at Anfield. It's brilliant. But I thought, you know, if, if we're apportioning sort of, it was a case of Liverpool being shite or Leeds being really good. I feel like it's more like a 60-40 in terms of, you know, Liverpool being bad to Leeds being good or a 70-30 yeah. maybe. Do you think that's fair to say? I think so, yeah. It, the way they're losing games this season is very similar to United last season. In the, they're not necessarily being being beaten by teams being playing better. They're being beaten by effort, just outright effort of a team that want the ball more, who want to play. You know, who like when when Liverpool played United early in the season. It, I was watching. I was just like, as if it's as if the the roles are reversed even in a year. Like one team want to play, and the other team was like. Oh, we're going home in ninety minutes. That's fine, and just that's just how it looked again. You know, like going to the, you know every single effort to win the game or to try and get a result. Whereas Liverpool were like, oh, we've got five minutes left. You know, then we can go home after that. But it just that's the kind of vibe you're getting from. It's as if they just, it's as if they're just out of energy. They're just done. Like they've they've had five years or so of it, and they're just like, can't do any more than this. This is this is too much. It's it's a really odd one, and the goal and the goals they conceded were really really weird. The first yeah. goal, I I, I I I burst out laughing when I watched it. I could not believe what I was watching. It's, it's just like oh, yeah. it's it's like schoolboy. It, yeah, it, it's to start with it's communication. Like per, person, when I first watched it, I thought, where is Allison going anyway? Like to start with, where does he need to go there really to help him out? Maybe, maybe, yeah, but has he called? He does like he hasn't really called, I've come short or something. That's what I would expect. And then Gomez has decided to make a completely blind pass across his own six-yard box. Like, that's the first mistake. This is what you teach kids. You don't just go and play across your six-yard box like that. It's just... And I just, it was just like, that. it rounds up Liverpool's defence. It completely rounds up how they performed. The fact that, you know, it wasn't Trent this time. <laughs> and it was the one and it was the other player who like we said in the Liverpool City game was had the game in his life because clearly that was all of his football ability gone into one game and it's gone yeah he yeah he had he'd, he'd used up his like one card of you know hit, you know go to go and have one good game it was like yeah. right, I'll cash yeah. it in right now uh and he did play well and like I think he got man of the match against City as well um but he's got he went back to his old ways real quick and as you say and just an idiot. I, I don't know how an idiot. You, you're, you're a centre back, and you don't even look. As I say, it's, it's, it's the odd. It's so. Was it, it outside of the boot as well or something? Like he's just playing it like across his six yard box. I'm right. just like, when I saw him do it, I was like, why? I'm sure. I'm, I think he wasn't just outside of the boot. Like I'm gonna play back to my keeper there, and he's like, well, he's not there. Yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> I, I, I would love to know what's going through a player's head when that happens because obviously he thinks. He thinks something is on the pitch when it clearly isn't. It's like the opposite of, you know, like Perlo, for example, like infamously, he would know what's happening everywhere around the pitch. Like he'd take one look and he'd go, right, yeah. I know, I don't need to look again. I know exactly what's going on. I pinged that brilliant pass, bam, assist, Sorry. lovely. The, he, he's the opposite yeah. of Perlo in that way. 
because the, the best players in the world you, when you watch them carefully they're constantly scanning the pitch at all times no matter what they're looking and everywhere they know exactly what's going on at all times and what players are going to make certain runs and that's what makes obviously mainly midfielders do that but every player should also do it hmm. but to not even to have to be being pressed but to not even look up once to yeah. go oh, a quick scan where's my keeper and just and I'll, okay I'll guess it's just he's amazing and the fact that there was at nil if it was like five nil up and you're like oh just yolo kick it back that's fine but it was nil nil at that lazy point pass. Uh, nil nil exactly and all that was is a simple press and if and you've just played into their hands Oh, just embarrassing first goal and but it got even worse liverpool equalized they got back into the game van dyke's record was secure and then in fairness it wasn't actually trent for once trent actually got substituted it was milner who made the first mistake but then the the attack is still manageable it's still fine they're in the box but van dyke you're you know two years ago you were an imperious defender you know two or three years ago you could have won the ballon d'or and everyone's like hyping you up as like the greatest centre back in the history of humanity and, and mankind, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Go, go close down, go close down the Leeds player Somerville, was it? Go close him down. Like what? Put, five foot two, and you're like six foot four. Just go and close him down. Tackle yeah. him. Put a foot in. Do something. No, I'll just watch. Or, or a defence, as he as he's known for. <laughs> or a man that strikes um, again. Yep, he just he just he just watched him. He was just watching him, and I can't even begin to explain why he didn't feel why he didn't do that you've got a theory on that though gasky haven't you something to do with stat padding oh yeah oh yeah though yeah it just it makes you think doesn't it like the amount of that he the type of defending he does as if the whole i i, I don't get dribble past i have i don't think that obviously that record's there anymore about never being dribble past but it's as if he like he wants to keep that to himself like you know oh i don't get i'm known for not getting dribble past no one can get past me i will uh, i'd rather let you shoot and my keeper will say it because he's amazing yeah. and that's just like well the goalkeeper doesn't want to have to save shots if you could ask a goalkeeper like what's the what thing would you want the best, the most thing you want is i don't want to save shots because then i know i'm you know yeah my defense are doing the job it's just odd, just really odd that the lack of a desire to close to close down to put a challenge in as you say maybe he's worried that uh Maybe it's a mental thing of he doesn't want to go in because he's worried about giving away a penalty or something. I'm not sure. But it's like the opposite of like, not saying Ruben Diaz is better, obviously, but it's like the opposite of Ruben Diaz, who's one of the best players at blocking shots. Like I don't think I can't remember the last time I saw a City defender put his body on the line all of the time. And Van Dijk just doesn't want to close that space. It's just weird. Uh, and cowardly. I think Van Dijk's a coward, to be honest. I, I, don't, I don't know why he's doing it, but I think it's pathetic. Uh, and it's not certainly not the standards that he's been held to for the past few years. It's it's frankly it's bordering on the yeah, yeah. embarrassing. Risk it, risk it. Go and go and block a shot. I get to watch Martinez do it every week at United. Throw you throw your body in front of the ball and just stop it. You know, okay, you might you might give away the odd penalty. I think Diaz did it against Real Madrid, didn't it last season? It happens. You know, you give. You know, you've got a the end of the day. He's he's going to shoot. But try and block the shot, and the odds of you giving a penalty away are very very slim to be fair, if you're a good defender. So you're going to try and block it. And with, so, with that, we won't have this conversation, would we? Yeah, exactly. And uh, with that defeat, it means Liverpool have four wins, four draws, four losses. Last season, they dropped 22 points in the entirety of the season. This season, they've already dropped 20. They would have to win, if sorry, if they won every single game from now until the end of the season, then they would finish one point better than City did last season. 
So it, they're not in a title race. They're in a top four race. It's fair to say if uh, plug, if you guys do want to sort of like have a uh, want to know my thoughts on why Liverpool are so bad this season, more analysis, my latest YouTube video explores the problems at Liverpool. There are many. I've given six, in fact. <laughs> uh, but you brought up Martinez Gasky, so let's move on to uh, Manchester United 1, West Ham 0. I did I did do a live stream of this game, so we did watch the full uh, 90 minutes, but obviously I'm most interested to hear what you uh, had to say as a uh, United fan. My sort of interpretation of the game was a little bit dead in terms of a, a spectacle, uh, but uh, United, uh, Ericsson with an outrageous cross, an absolutely world-class cross, uh, but United hanging on a little bit towards the end especially mm. i'm not sure how west ham didn't equalize and i think it was azuma header in particular which was like a, a really good save by De Gea in venice i think it made three or four really good saves towards the end maybe united look maybe fortunate to get the win but you know you can't begrudge them for getting the win uh so yeah gasky how did you uh, uh analyze that that game yeah, it, it was, apart from the first, I'd say, half an hour where I felt the United played well, it was, a, from both sides, it was a bit of a mess most of the game. It was a lot of giving the ball away. It'd be interesting to see how, how much in that game the ball was actually given away and passing accuracy. But yeah, it was, a, that part of it was a mess. But you could just, I can start, that, that game last season would have been one all or two on West Ham. But you can kind of, you see where they're going. First two games of the season were a mess. Ten Hag thought he can play his style. You can't with this current crop of players. They're useless, most of them. You're going to have to play. You're going to have to bring it in bit by bit. And you're starting to see improvements. But every game, you can't expect it to work. There's going to be games where you're going to have to, you know, dig deep, like the West Ham game, and get a result out of it. And that's what they've done. And, you know, he's made, you know he's chopping it, you know, taking players off, shoving Bruno out wide to get a more control in midfield. Well, try, well, try and get more control in midfield. Didn't work, but they survived. They kept the goal. You know, I thought Delo was absolutely brilliant. Arguably the best right back in the league at the moment. He's, he's playing absolutely amazing at the moment. Um, absolutely amazingly. Um, I mean, how many headers did he clear at the back post <laughs> from crosses? I, 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 lost, I lost count. Uh, but even at the end, how they all, you know, all the defence were proper together, you know, jumping on the hair, you know, loving the fact that they kept a clean sheet. That's what I've missed. There's just a bit of passion there. You know, it's going to take time. It is. You can't expect the last six, seven years of just an absolute mess just to vanish. And, you know, you're back to square one again. You've got to just be patient with it. Let him do what he needs to do. Back him and then see what happens, pretty much. And he, and you even saw David De Gea come off his line to, uh, you know, do some sweeping work. So, you know, it's, 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 as, if, it's as if. It's as if you've got a manager and you've got a defence that you can kind of trust, that you feel you can come out of your comfort zone. I, I have a feeling that De Gea spends a lot of time on his line because he's got a, he's had a back line in front of him that he that leaks, and he's like I can't come too far away because they just have to play a ball through and they're through. Whereas you can just you know play your game, you know you, you've he's he probably he probably kills him that he's not in this Spain fifty five man squad, especially with he's, he's played quite well this season. So take you know prove prove them wrong prove that you actually can do that job and even his distribution is getting a lot better than it was you know he's played he plays some good passes to the fullback so it will get there i think he will get there and then from a just from a west ham perspective again they can they can probably feel a bit unlucky in the end but for some brilliant saves from de gea they would have got a point from this game uh i thought was it i think it was ben rama who did like this really cool roulette i think it was uh, which took casemiro out of the game i, I thought that was yeah. a really nice bit of skill 
Um, he then slalomed, there was another point where he slalomed his way through uh, a number of uh, United yeah, players. Yeah, that was all there, it was blocked, and then the Rice hit that shot that De Gea saved, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yes, think, so uh, yeah. Ben Rama was really good from a West Ham perspective. As I say, they can feel uh, a little bit aggrieved uh, to not uh, score a goal, but hey, that's that's what, uh, that's what uh, a really good shot stopper, that's why you hire a really good shot stopper yeah. in uh, David De Gea. Uh, uh, anything else to uh, touch on about West Ham or uh, that game overall? Uh, not really. No, I think uh, not. I mean, I, I like you said, one-one was probably would have been fair based on how the game was going. But West Ham don't score enough away from home. I think they score three this season. That's where they need to, need to get the goals from somewhere. Um, I mean, there was a lot of arguments that Skamaka should have been sent off for a high boot, but I think that's just you know. I think he should have. I think he is. I think, to be fair, put it this way: if he wasn't on a card and it was in the middle, he was on a card, yeah. he would have got booked. Exactly. So let's be fair; he should be. And then it potentially could have ruined the match, but you know you can look into all you want. But yeah, it's one of them in it. Um, but yeah, I think there's from both sides. I think there's a lot of improvements that still need to happen. Uh, obviously, like I said, Ericsson, great cross. Rashford is in a in a Ronaldo leaped in the air. Thought again, he would have done that last season. Mm-hmm. He would not have done that last season, but he's thrown himself at the ball to put the ball in the net. So hopefully, sign of things to come potentially. So yeah. There we go. Congrats to United and commiserations to uh, West Ham, who have been picking up uh, their, their performances, have been getting a lot better in recent weeks compared to uh, the start of the season. I think, I believe they've won every single game in their conference league up until now. So I think they've got five wins from five as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're uh, yeah, doing well in there. So uh, they've still got something to play for there. Um, Bournemouth 2, Spurs 3. I don't want to spend too much time on this game uh, just because Spurs are absolute dross. Uh, you know, well well done. They came back from 2-0 down, but you're you 2-0 down against Bournemouth who are a newly promoted side. Um, and we've, we've just seen them now just uh, scrape past uh, Marseille in the Champions League. Somehow managed to top that group in the end. They were very close to going out of it, but for a Kolasinac, um awful miss uh, in the end. Um I, I don't. Do you have, do you want to say anything about Spurs, Gasky? I just, I just I'm, I'm just. In, I'm, I would be. I would be so very. <laughs> I would be very interested to know what across every game they play this season, what their average expected goals is, because it's probably negative. Yeah, because the Mar the Marseille game tonight, I think it was not point four, not point five, and they scored twice. So I just, I just can't. They're just they're so they're boring as well. It's just like mm. I wouldn't from watching Conte at Chelsea and Inter Milan, you would think that he can get them playing a certain way, but ugh, yeah. I just I think they move, are move on, move on. <laughs> All I will say about Spurs is I think they are desperately missing Kulishevsky without him. They've got to play a really, oh, yeah. really like they've got they play Kane and Son as two strikers basically and a really defensive like midfield five. Um yeah. 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 It's why it's why you forget something on the pitch half the time because at least you know at least Kane's good at dropping deep and collecting the ball and then trying to link play up, whereas Son just ends up going missing because yeah. you know he just never gets the ball. So it's yeah, it's a shame. Speaking of missing, uh, Forest forgot that they were a relegation threatened team against Liverpool, but they didn't forget against Arsenal as they lost. 5-0. Uh, Gabriel Jesus getting two assists in that match. Not too much to say about uh, the match. Arsenal very good. Uh, Forest very poor. It's it's the team at the top I, of the I mean, table. I forgot I forgot Reese Nelson still existed, to be fair, and he came on and just got twice. So. Yeah. Well, I, I remember yeah. you, you, you texting me going, oh, 
Saka's injured. Is this the beginning of the end for Arsenal? Uh, <laughs> to be fair, that message. To be fair, that message I sent was more based on the point I was making of the use the same eleven all the time. Oh, okay. And then they got one injury, and I thought, is this where they start falling like flies now? <laughs> Yeah. But also, it was like, ooh, are they going to get injuries and struggle? But yeah, just... yeah. Now, now... yeah. Reese Nelson will come on and score too. Yeah. Just prove you're making you're making Gassi look a mug. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, Arsenal bit big, big win for them. Uh, obviously, big for the goal difference as well. But we'll get into it at the end of the towards the end of the podcast. Uh, bigger tests for them will be coming uh, next week. Uh, speaking of big tests, Leicester did all they could to make this a big test for City. It was Leicester nil. Manchester City won. I'm not. I'm a City fan, as you guys know. I'm not really going to talk about the game. Uh, there's not much to talk about other than, you know, it's Leicester's prerogative to play however they want. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say that they shouldn't be playing defensive football or whatever because you're against City. Um, but all I would say, if I was a Leicester fan, I'd be a bit disappointed because in the last 20 minutes, when they actually did start to attack, they actually looked quite good and they actually came at City and City had a lot to deal with then up until then they offered basically nothing even on the counter-attack they had all 11 men behind the ball including jamie vardy who sometimes like was at right wing right back at times um but they were very defensively solid but the difference in this game was an absolutely perfect pinpoint world-class finish from kevin de bruyne there literally it's the perfect free kick no it's impossible to stop that literally there's the wall does nothing wrong you know, it, there's no gaps in it. It just goes over it. The goalkeeper does nothing wrong. He, it goes in off the post and, and there's no way he can get to it. Uh, mm. It's li- it's literally perfection from Kevin De Bruyne and he illustrates why he's at least the best midfielder in the world overall. And Gasky, you you think you're going to go one I, step further. Yeah, I think on current, current, obviously current form, I think he's the best in the world. Best in, in the terms world. of, for, for, to, to get from me, the best in the world, you have to be... The main one is consistency. You have to be a certain level constantly. So, obviously, strikers, if a striker's scoring every week, then you kind of be like, oh, you're, you're amazing. Whereas, from his standard, he could just do a, he just could just do everything, can't he? And it's just like, well, he could do everything. He could be the, he could be the game changer, which tends to be a striker most, most weeks. But he can also relax the defence, you know, come and collecting the ball off Rodri. And he can connect the play to the attackers. So, I mean, it just he's, I just think he's the best in the world. Him and on current form, it's like him, Valverde, Real Madrid and Neymar, to be fair, on current form. But I think just in terms of consistency, De Bruyne takes it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always... I've, I, I always find it hard to sort of uh, categorise and critique French league players, to be honest. You might say, oh, that's unfair. It's like... Yeah. Name Neymar is never going to be judged by what he does in the French league, where PSG are yeah. expected to win every league. He's only, rightly or wrongly, I think rightly, he's only ever at PSG. He's only ever going to be judged by what he achieves in uh, the Champions League or or on the international stage. So yeah, he's he's obviously doing great in league, yeah. um, but I mean they, they failed to beat Benfica twice. In fairness, so you might be yeah. right with De Bruyne being did the you, best in the world. Yeah. Did you did you see Neymar's run last weekend? When which should have been like got the, that beautiful assist. I did see that. Yeah, to be fair, that was pretty glorious. So that again, that was a beautiful run. But if you watch the defending, they try and then they go, yeah, he's passed it. <laughs> whereas, whereas if that's if that's Casemiro, he's taking taking both his legs with him. Yeah, he's he's stopped, and that run doesn't happen. So it's as if they just go, well, just uh, uh, that's Effort. it. Right, yeah, he's passed. He's gone. So it's yeah, I can see what you mean. You, know, you can talk about farmers leagues and stuff, and you know he's still an amazing, he's still an amazing football player. Yeah. But yeah, there is. You've got to look at 
all the factors and I just think to, to argue the most competitive league in the world the Premier League with the amount of like quality players to still be the, the best in it you have to be arguably the best in the world there you go a United fan said that not me FYI mm. not me uh, sorry did you, you you said he was going to win the Ballon d'Or this season didn't you that was your prediction my prediction, yeah, my prediction was Kevin De Bruyne for Ballon d'Or yes. it's coming to fruition so far question mark who knows? Speaking of questions, Aston Villa will be asking lots of them after they got pumped by Newcastle for nil. That uh, new manager bounce uh, only lasting one game. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's too early to say, but uh, Villa getting pumped. Uh, Newcastle, we, talk we talked about them a lot in the last podcast. If you want more Newcastle content, go give that a watch where we talk about how they're going to be like a big six club very soon. Uh, there were three other games to happen. Palace won, Southampton nil, Brentford won, Wolves won, Fulham nil, Everton nil. And I've got literally nothing to say about any of those games. And Gasky, I believe you're in the same boat. Oh, yes. There we go. Oh, yes. Sensational scenes. Well, with that then, chaps, that is uh, the roundup of, uh, of this week's matches. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. So without further ado, let's get into the mini games. The mini games. Uh, yes. So uh, Gaskis had a brilliant idea. We're going to do guest of footballer now, uh, but next next week we'll do the higher or lower one, which which we did like a while ago. I've just been neglectful in bringing back. The week after Gaskis will do his guest of career path. The week after we'll do guest of footballer again. The week after higher or lower, etc. Just to Give it a bit of a fresh uh, outlook. So that's a great idea from Gasky. Uh, but as I say, this week we are going back to guest a footballer. So Gasky, uh, do you want to go first or shall I? Sure. I'll let you guess first this time. Okay, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. No pressure. Okay, guess the footballer. 60 seconds, go. Still playing? Yes. Uh, Premier League? No. Top five league? No. Oh, God. Uh, European League? Yes. Are their best days behind them? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh Right. Uh, are, are, okay. Did they have their best years in in a top five league? Yes. Best years in the Premier League. Yes. Best years for a top six club. Yes. Best 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 years for a, a London club. Yes. Chelsea. No. Arsenal. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. Goalkeeper. No. Defender. No. Midfielder. Yes. Uh. Attacking midfielder. Mm, yes, yes, slash no. Central midfielder, attacking midfielder. Yeah, yeah, sort of like. yeah. Uh, are they European? Yes. Uh, did they win a Premier League title? Probably not. Uh, yeah, I think so, yes. Really? Oh, it says Fabregas. Yes. Oh! Good clutch, good clutch. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I think he did win it at Chelsea, didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say he didn't, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, he didn't win with Arsenal, but uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that was a good one. That was hard. Who's he playing for nowadays? Actually, no, no, I think, no, I think he did win it at Arsenal. I think his first season, but I don't think he played that much. Uh, I thought he joined in 2003, so he may have been, oh, he may have been after. Maybe. I can't maybe. Remember. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, he plays for the Serie B for oh, Como. Oh, God. <laughs> thank so if you if you went down that route you were fucked <laughs> this game. Yeah. well that's why I, I, I've always got to ask that our best after the foul cow yeah. disaster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go okay uh, Gasky I've got uh, a name for you are you ready I am guess the footballer 60 seconds go are they still playing no okay uh, are they from the noughties yes okay uh, did they retire in the 2010s uh, they did. Okay. Uh, top five league? Yes. The best years in the top five league? Yes. Okay. Well, the best years in the Premier League? No. Best years in the Italian league? Yes. Okay. Uh, was it a Inter Milan? No. Best years at AC Milan? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, are they a goalkeeper? No. Are they a defender? No. Uh, midfielder? Yes. Perlo? No. Okay. Uh, are they uh, are they European? No. Okay. Um, South American? Yes. Okay. Uh, are they Brazilian? Yes. Oof. Uh, are they are they a holding midfielder? No. Okay. Attacking midfielder? Yes. Uh, Rivaldo? No. Kaká? Yes. Yes. I've got, I'm going round the Ballon d'Or winner. <laughs> I was going to say, when, when you... Did you remember uh, uh, he did. He, he did, yeah, 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 he did. It was just, yeah, when you said Brazilian and you were like, oh, I was like, bruh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thing. useless at this game. My mind goes blank. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Eventually we got there. You got it with six seconds <laughs> to spare as well. Well done. Oh, yeah. Okay, my last one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're ready. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Still playing? No. Uh, bet most known for a top five league. Yes. Premier League. Yes. Big Six Club. Yes. London. Yes. Chelsea. No. Arsenal. Yes. <laughs> uh, goalkeeper. No. Defender. Yes. Fullback. No. To centre half. Yeah. Uh, European. No. South American. No. African. Colo Torre. Yeah. Yeah, yes. look at that. Speedy, speedy Gonzalez. 28 <laughs> seconds. Look Clutch. at that. See, sometimes we smash through them. Sometimes it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, I'll have my last one, please, Gasky. Are you ready? Oh, wait, no, wait. That, that was my last one. I want my I'm last one, please. I'm going to give you your last one. <laughs> <laughs> guess, guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Are they still playing? No. Okay, uh, are, are they retired? Yes. <laughs> okay, they retire in the noughties. Yes. Okay, um, are they are they best known in the top five league? Yes. Okay, best years in the Premier League? Yes. Okay, top six club? Yes. Okay, uh, London club? Yes. Was it uh, best years at Chelsea? No. Best years at Arsenal? Yes. Okay, uh, are they a goalkeeper? No. Are they a midfielder? Yes. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, are they a attacker? Yes. Okay, are they a winger? No. Are they a striker? Sort of. So, so slightly sense forward. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, are they European? Yes. Okay. Uh, are they... Uh, did they also... Oh, I'm trying to think of a good question. Uh, ooh. Dennis uh, Bergkamp. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well done. Look at that. I was just think, I was just trying to think of who would play centre forward and I just thought, I can only think of Dennis Bergkamp would play centre forward. Yeah, because he was more of a second striker rather than an out-and-out -out striker, so a bit of a tricky one there. Yeah. Who would have who would have thought this would have been an Arsenal special? <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't even, didn't even mean yeah. for that to happen. Free, but, exactly, uh, free Arsenal players. Free ex-Arsenal players. There Impressive. we go. We absolutely... Sure, well, that's that, that. a good run. That was the all four, all four. Yeah, that's the quickest we've ever done that, that because we didn't as... have to faff around at the end. That's brilliant. Exactly. Yeah, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Well, well done to us. Well done to us. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. Okay, Gasky, something's ground your gears this week. Tell me the more. House, the house, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. So you may have, you may, may or may not have heard. Um, Obviously, at the start of the season, I mean, the main the play that brings us out is the whole the Sandra Martinez situation. So after the first two games of the league season, the comments were made about his height, weren't they? And how he can't play centre back, and it will never work. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. And and I heard comments from Graham Souness, and oh, it somehow brought Pogba into the conversation. I don't know how. Of course he but, did. Of course he did. Um, <laughs> and also, it was on the overlap that Gary Neville does, and it was something Carragher said. Right. And it really, really wound me up. 
because he, after two games, he's happy to make the assumption that he's too short, can't play centre-back, they're going to have to find someone else for him to play. But then, based on how he's played the last couple of months, I think he's been brilliant. He's been a fantastic centre-back. So someone made this comment to him and said, like, oh, what do you think now? Is like, has he proved himself, you know, a couple of bad games? And he says, it's too early to say. So it's too early to say that he's playing, he's going to be good, but it's not too early for him to say that he can never be, he's not good enough. So it really got to me. It made me think, like, they just, the, that pundits nowadays don't want to admit they're wrong. And they clearly have favouritism because we talk about how bad, how bad Trent's been and how bad Maguire's been in the past. But you don't hear media backlash here commenting on, like, these players need to improve, they're not good enough. But they're happy to slag off these new players that come into the league and completely, you know, bring them down. Then the whole, obviously, Anthony Skill situation that happened, and then they were talking about, oh, has he dropped him now for that? It's pathetic, you should be dropped for that. You know, it's as if, why can't players come in and just give them time? They're expected to turn around quickly. Like, I expected Sancho to get... Sancho's been absolutely horrendous this season. He's not been great. He's been, you know, you've not not seen the Dortmund Sancho at United yet. The way the play that wanted to run at players and... And you don't hear it much about that. So it is just, it really annoys me that there's such protection for English players. And, and I just feel it's not fair on these foreign players to come and have to listen to the media, just give them utter shite all the time from having one bad game, whereas these English players can go six, six to 12 months utterly useless and no words spoken about them. And it really, really wound me up. No, I, 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 I can see that. Uh, I, I can see that. That's absolutely fair enough. And, the soonest, I mean, soonest is an idiot. Just, just, just before I say what I'm going to say, how did he bring in Pogba into that? So he so was making comments about how he's too early. You know, he was also reiterating what Carragher said about he's too early to say he was going to be a you know, great centre back. You know, I still think he's, you still think he's going to flop. He's going to be horrendous. And then he went, but I was right about Paul Pogba, wasn't I? That's what he said at the end of his thing. And it's like it just <laughs> makes me think, like, what has he done to you? Has he got like nudes of you or something? Like, what is it? Like. He's left. He's gone. He's injured. He's crippled. Let, let him. Let him be. He's gone. He's out of your life. You don't have to watch him play ever again, right? But somehow he's still bring him up. So I just, oh, it's amazing. It's like he's got one thing right, and he's like clinging onto it uh, for, for like some sort of like yeah. validity. That's really yeah. weird. Um, what I was just gonna say is, uh, it's an impossible situation, then, isn't it? Because if the player comes in and they play poorly, then. The, these who you know these me i don't know if it's just sooness that they're talking about but other media types I'm, I'm assuming he said this as well because i i don't watch sooness uh, but he can't win martinez or whoever because if he comes in and plays well it's too soon and you can't praise him for playing well because it's too soon but if he plays poorly you go ah you see told you'd be rubbish yeah. uh, so so yeah so it's just weird and i think that does lead into um a wider point of it's really i mean i, th- I think it's mainly a sort of disease caused by social media primarily you know like the likes of twitter whereby i mean i know, I know his english doesn't really f- fall into this equation for english players getting let off uh but but uh, jack Grealish, for example uh in his first season obviously a big price tag uh, british record etc and people don't, can't get it in their brains that maybe he needs a bit of time to like adapt to the league and maybe he's not going to hit the ground running because that's not exactly how it works and maybe transfer value doesn't equate to uh, uh sorry transfer fee doesn't equate to market value and output so 
yeah. you're going, oh, he's 100 million quid, therefore he's got to be the best player in the Premier League. It's like, we, it, if you've got half a brain, you'll know that's not how it works. Yeah. And and yeah, it is this thing of, we need to see we need to see an immediate impact now. It's like, no, you don't. And we've seen this season, Grealish has been actually been brilliant this yeah. season. Um, there's some, like City haven't lost when Grealish has started the season, for example. He's been really good, um, even though he hasn't got the goals and assists. Um, that, that's what that's what media look at. Don't only for attack, so for so for defenders to look at clean sheets and attackers to look at goals and assists. They don't understand what else a player does. Like I, I feel like this season, as we we'll talk about United for a second, that what an actual world class holding midfielder does for a team. You know, you've seen what you know Fernandinho did for years at City, and Rodri's doing it. Uh, how important that position is to connect the dots. And United haven't had one in God knows how long. And one of the world's best has come in and done it. And just look how different they've been playing. It's that's you know that's his job. He's not going to get stats. It's not his job to get stats. He's, he's he's got one job in that position. But any other position on the pitch is screwed because according to social media, you have to have the stats to to back it. So. Might as well not bother. So there you go. So, so I think I've I think I've also added social media grinding Gasky's yep. gears into that as well. Uh, but the main one yes. is was it was it just Graham Sinus or or was it Gary Neville oh, also having a go? So Jamie, Jamie Carragher was the one who made obviously the initial comment after the Brentford game when Martinez right. was subbed off to say two shots by saying I cannot do it. You have to play him at left back or defensive midfield or something. It was right. obviously before the time Casemiro, and then I think it was last week on one of Gary Neville's like the overlap thing he does was asked the question, what do you think of Martinez now? And he said it's right. too early. That was the kind of bit that was like, what? You can't yeah. you can't make an assumption two games in, but then ten games in be like too early though. <laughs> yeah. So I'd, yeah. I'd I'd love to hear based on that logic, I'd love to hear what Graham Sooners thinks about Darwin Nunez at Liverpool. Is it is it because yeah he hasn't been playing necessarily as well as he could be, but I bet he'd go, Oh, you know, give him time and da 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 So but but for the United yeah. player he won't, so just a bit. Oh, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard Graham Sooner's bad mouth a Liverpool player. So it's you might as well not. You'll yeah. be waiting forever. Yeah. So you know, you yeah. maybe you can't expect impartiality at that level. But at the same time, if you're a professional, I mean, we're not professional. We can say what we want. But you know, like, exactly. if, if we're on like Sky Sports, we're commentating and stuff. I, I expect a degree of fairness and yeah. relative impartiality. Um, but. Yeah. There you go. That's Gasky's gears. It makes a return. It makes a comeback. Uh, how long has that been eating you up? Well, it's always been on my mind. It's always been something that I've been like, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's just stupid. Like, these chattels are rubbish. And then the, I read the Sooners thing, and then some, I, read, I read a comment and someone said about the Gary Neville thing, so I listened to that, but the Gary McCarragher thing. And I thought, are they for real? Are they just like, they're just going to hate on him, one for his height? And two, for two two games into his United career, to automatically decide that he's shit. So there's no, it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. There you go. And confirmed, uh, Gasky has beef with Graham Souness. Uh, that is the thing. That's a boxing fight coming to a... Uh... <laughs> oh, here we go. Not gas question next week, knowing that he would win in a fight. <laughs> there we go. I think, uh, to be fair, how old is Graham Souness, to be fair? I have him. It's not, it's not a question. That's what I mean, I'm saying. That's the question. Yeah, but... that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think he would. I, I think he's, you know, prime Sooness in like the 80s. Fair enough. But Between him chatting shit, I'll get a left ducky. <laughs> there, there we go. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Knobgast, questions from my knoblets. Feel free to support the channel on Patreon if you want to get involved in on this. Uh, DR asks you specifically, Gasky. Uh, he asks, "What's your non-big six? So, if you had like a starting eleven, 
only of like non-big six uh, players. Who would you have in your team? And he asks Ooh. this since Brighton and Newcastle are doing so well. Uh, I think let, let, let's just do do a couple of positions rather than a whole team, just right. just because that, that'd be quite, so, quite a long yeah. question. So, so who's obviously impressed you, you the most? Yeah, they mentioned Brighton and Newcastle because I think they are the two that are above par at the moment in terms of everyone else. Uh, I'd say, oof, I, I can't, you know, this is going to sound mad considering what I said, like the first podcast we did, the second one, Almiron, because he's been absolutely immense. Yeah, yeah. Even though I did completely slag him off. Um, him, I think Callum Wilson's been good as well, but, and then Trossard, maybe that front three I would say is probably fair. Cause I think I think Almiron and uh, Wilson between them have put like, scored like 15. Something like uh, And Burner thinks me very good considering he was like a very weird, a very strange transfer. Like, why would you want to sign him? But he's been very good. Pope in goal, you know, he's been good. Uh, Any Fulham yeah, players, think... maybe? Fulham, impressed yeah, uh, yeah Mitrovic, Mitrovic has been quite good as mm-hmm. well. But see, they're, all, they're all attackers, but I'm not, I'm not watching enough of Fulham to know other, like what other positions people have been playing well. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, I mean... They're the main ones I'd go with. I'm trying to think of what other, who other teams have. Everyone else has been a so hit and miss, haven't they? Yeah, well, DR is a West Ham fan. Can you think of any West Ham players that uh, have maybe impressed you this season? Uh, or is it a bit too early? Been a bit inconsistent so far? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's only really, I mean, Brighton have had the whole dodgy patch, but they've been Brighton and Newcastle have been the two that have seemed to have had. Like, you, like, West Ham are doing a lot better now. And I think, obviously, De- Declan Rice is a great player. I think a lot of people don't rate him as highly, but I think he's, I think he's very good. Um, so he'll be, he'll be obviously a perfect option to have in your midfield. Uh, but yeah, like, I think Brighton and Newcastle's the easier ones because they have been on a good, both teams on a pretty good run. And yeah, I think West, West Ham are starting to get on one now, aren't they? So I think if you ask me the question again in maybe February, I'll probably have a full list. There we go. Maybe that's something we'll do. Uh, yeah, maybe that is something we will do. Uh, Jin asks, what players do you think would be good at other sports um mm. that's an interesting one uh i guess i feel like kyle walker would be excellent at the 100 meters obviously um, i think if you if you were to dump a 100 meter race of like harland walker nunez and uh whoever, well, whoever else has got like these top speeds this season so it'd be interesting to see like how far they could go until they start dropping off because obviously you're limited as a football player, so it'd be very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Pretty good race. Walker strikes me as someone who could definitely do 100, even 200 metres. You know, yeah, he, yeah. He's very, very capable, oh, I think. Good pace, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Stalirate> diving. diving. <laughs> no, Banter. Oh, he's done you, Sally, you fraud. Oh, you swine. Oh, excellent stuff. Uh, great banter. We love to see that. Uh, any others? Who's who's who'd be good at fighting? Who, who's, who's, who'd be, who's a scrappy... Oh, uh, who likes who likes kicking out? Me. Oh, Mitrovic, Mitrovic in boxing. <laughs> Mitrovic in boxing. Uh, maybe um, maybe Diego Costa at boxing. Yeah, Diego Costa versus Mitrovic in a boxing fight. Oh, let's get it done. Let's get it done. They, they just I'll just be UFC. That I'll be gloves off and they oh, won't care. Yeah, well, speaking, <laughs> just go at it. speaking of UFC, I reckon Martinez. If you put him like you know the featherweight division or you know one of the oh yeah oh I reckon like he'd be Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon he'd be quite good there. Yeah, um. Yeah. Any others? Uh, I'm trying to think of other sports. I, think, uh, I, I know he's not playing anymore, but I I think Yaya Torre could probably do basically any sports that involves like you know oh, like athletics and trades. stuff. Like oh, I, I think I think he'd be like 1500 meters. I reckon he'd have a steady stride. Yeah. The whole way around. But even stuff like, you know, fighting as well, I think it'd be amazing at that as well. Oh, I think Kante could run a million meters and just yeah. never slow down. It's just constant. 
But yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, good question, Jin. Uh, Lucas, very quick question. Asks who will finish higher, United or Liverpool? Ooh, I've, I've seen United going off current form. <laughs> it's not really a... It's tough. I, I just can't see... Liverpool just haven't hit consistency yet for me to say they'll come back. Usually you'll see some consistency by now and I'm not. So I think United will finish Bold. Bold. Uh, Tayab asks if you could get plastic surgery, would you? No. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know if you're trying to say something there, Tayab. Uh... I'm not that ugly, Tayab. <laughs> I'm that ugly. Yeah, that is outrageous. No, uh, I, I would not get plastic surgery because that's like basically changing your whole face isn't it and then at that point you're a different person you're a different person based on how people interact with you and you would change as a person so no not for me uh not for you as well gasky yeah you don't want like a michael jackson nose job or something (laughs) yeah give it pointed (laughs) yeah uh dr asks if you could have one let's uh, neither of us eat breakfast for for sake of argument i do do eat breakfast i try i try to Put it this way, right? I get it free at work, so I will have it. Right. But at the weekends, I'm just too lazy to even make it. I just can't be asked. For the sake of this question, let's assume that... The question, by the way, is one dish for breakfast for the rest of your entire life. Let's just assume that the breakfast is made for you and it's there. So, you know, you don't have to faff around. But what what the... plate am I having? What am I having thrown at me in front of me every morning? Yeah. So uh, one dish for the rest of your life. What are you choosing? It's not a shame I'm for McDonald's. Sorry. Sorry, man. Fairs, fairs. Uh, I mean, I'm t- I'd be tempted to say English breakfast, but oh gosh, I th- you'd be so. It, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. That's what I mean. I mean, you'd imagine put on a 50 having stone. that. Imagine if, if it was no effect for weight, though. Imagine having that every single day. It'll get to a point where I just can't be out eating it because <laughs> it's just so much. <laughs> I'd probably go for. I mean, e- eggs. I-, I never get bored of eggs, so I'd probably go for poached eggs. Oh, uh, I love eggs. Just, just eggs on toast, and you just have it whichever way you want. Maybe eggs Benedict. Right. Have you had eggs Benedict before? Yeah, it's really yeah with the bacon and the and the muffin yeah. and the holiday sauce. Yes, I, I go eggs Benedict. I think, uh, or poached eggs on toast, just because you can't really go wrong with eggs. Uh, a very interesting question from Village, who asks, "Would you rather have an and Andrew Tate obsessed son or a daughter that does?" only fans i'm assuming that the andrew tate is the bald guy rather than the infamous united fan oh i love my, i love my uh son to be obsessed with him but not this andrew. this is the andrew tate who's a who's a see you next tuesday i believe he's yeah he's a uh, from what I, I i mean i don't watch his content so maybe yeah. maybe i'm miscategorizing him but see, is, from what i've a... gathered he's a sexist misogynist not nice person Me, yeah that's that's how i've gathered it i don't really care if i'm wrong on that that's that's that's, that's the vibe yeah. he gives off from, yeah. from, from, from the clips and videos i've seen so and, and what and the comments see, he said see it's a kind of i mean i i'm, de- I'm definitely saying I, i'd rather have the only fan starter because yeah definitely be- yeah because I'm not one to just be like, you know, you don't date boys till you're 18 and that bullshit. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're if she's over 18, do what you want. I might disapprove of you being a slut. But, you know, we're just when do daughters listen to the dads, let's be fair. <laughs> they don't. They don't care. So She's not a slut, Gasky. She'd be a sex worker. There's a difference there. Oh, is this it? Oh, sorry. I'm, 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 a, I'm a new dad. I don't know these things. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because, but also, it's like, you don't have to log on to your daughter's OnlyFans. You don't, you don't have to sign up and see what's going on. Like, you just be like, you know what's going on. You know something's going on. You just, okay, I'm not seeing it. It's happening. Yeah. I don't have to see it. 
Whereas your son's going to come round spouting utter this utter bollocks and you just be like, I want to beat my own kid up. Like, Yeah, he's going to turn into like an incel and like probably become a school shooter and all that stuff or, you know, misogynist or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah. God, and then you've got to coach him out of not being an idiot. Yeah. Um, and as I say, like, even if you're, you know, in the, in the, in the real world, daughters tend to have, you know, of legal age, tend to have sexual relations so so they're going to be doing stuff anyway whether that's online or not so yeah. i just i just wouldn't worry about her and just and wouldn't think about and it potentially she'll be making good money exactly she can put she can like make she can buy you gifts and like buy a car and all that stuff so. oh yeah oh you have to be kind of fair and be like no offense no offense daughter but you're a monster you're not going to get many subscribers <laughs> so you, have be, you have to go look right God. What's this group? What the fuck is this Christmas present? <laughs> Clearly not making a liar. Yeah, there we go. Then we'll go back to the plastic surgery and I'll pay for that. <laughs> there we go. So I think we are in agreement. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was coming bothered with... And it, we, we can even flip it on his head. Would you rather have an Andrew Tate daughter or an OnlyFans son? It's the same outcome for me. I'd rather have the OnlyFans kid rather than the Andrew Tate kid. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Doesn't matter. But yeah, there we go. Uh, great, really weird question, but I rate it. People never be finally decided who has won the football. Uh, cheeky preview of next week's matches. We are, again, I know I keep saying this, we're in touching distance of going live just a few more weeks, and I think we'll be uh, uh, sorted and sorted. Uh, next week's matches are, are actually really interesting. Chelsea versus Arsenal, Spurs Ooh. versus Liverpool. Spurs versus Liverpool is going to be a, a, a dead game into from an entertainment perspective. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool get a result there because Spurs are so bad. Um they, they are they are so bad. And in terms of the Chelsea Arsenal game, huge I tell you what, if Arsenal win that game, then I and like play really well and it's not like a fluky win or anything, then I, I'm gonna say that wow, okay, yeah, one hundred percent they are in the title race. Because that's yeah. that would be a, would that if they win that, would that be their most impressive That'd be their most impressive uh, game so far. Most impressive results. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would say that's fair based on based on form. Like Chelsea have lost one under Potter, so if they were to beat the, I mean, we've got to be fair, haven't we? Right? It's the City are in a title. No matter what, they're in a title race. Doesn't matter what's going to happen. It's who's going to be with them. And based on form, it's only Arsenal, really. Yep. And then after that, it's a bit hit and miss. And they've are, and they potentially. They've only lost one game and it was against potentially third slash fourth team in United. So there's only a couple that are better than that and that's potentially Chelsea and City and this could be potentially a harder test than United. Maybe. Maybe. So if they win this one, there's only really there's only other team to play City who are better. So you could maybe say then, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> Definitely. A huge test. And very quickly, Gasky, score prediction for Chelsea versus Arsenal and score prediction for Spurs, Liverpool. 2-1 uh, Chelsea. Yep. And Spurs, Liverpool, you see, you, re uh, you, I just see this being a game. You want, it's going to be shit. You, you think, but I can imagine it'd be like a free all. I'm going to say free all. It's going to be some men. You're just going to, they're just going to make you look like a knob. They're going to go like, oh, you know, Liverpool are going to be dodgy. Spurs are going to see a chance. They're going to be like, oh shit, we're attacking. What do I do? And then, you know, it's just going to be a mess. It's going to be a messy game and it's just going to be goals flying everywhere, tackles flying everywhere. That's what I reckon. Hey, I I'd love it if that was uh, the case. I'd love it if that was the case. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, there you go, guys. That's uh, next week's matches. And now it's time. It's Ballbuster. It is. 
the greatest football quiz on the internet. This is Ball Busters. This is where I give you three cryptic clues of a footballer, past or present, or, or a manager, past or present. Cryptic clues. I give you the initials. You've got to comment your answers in the YouTube comments section. And uh, you can win a prize of knob coins, which is the currency we use on stream. And you can win an exclusive Discord role in our Discord server. And you get the eternal glory of being Ball Busters champion, of course. Uh, let's just announce last week's winner. Uh, the clues were, uh, Gasky's got all these, by the way. It's LC, LC, the toilet's a chef. Gasky? Toilet is a Lou and a chef. It's a cook. Lewis Cook. Lou Cook. Lewis Cook. Lou. The Lou is the cook. Lou is cook. Uh, G. Mary, you're going to have a baby. Baby Gabriel. Gabrielle. The angel Gabriel. Ga Gabrielle of Arsenal. Well done. And the final one was TK. I'm going on a really small boat trip. So I'm going on a tiny cruise. Tony Cruise. There we go. That was, uh, I think there was, was some uh, pretty good ones there, to be honest. And we did get a fair few uh, that were correct. Uh, Jack got two correct, but Village got all three. DR got all three. Ed got all three. And Tayab got all three. So well done, guys. Uh, you, are, you guys are definitely getting better at it. I'd love to see that. Uh, so with that in mind, Gasky, I need you to pick a number between one and... One, two, three, uh, four. Yes, uh, a number between one and four, please. I'm going to go with two. You've gone with two. I can reveal that the winner is Ed. Well done, Ed, who got all of those credits. And, and actually also uh, got all of those first. Uh, so well done, Ed. I'll make sure you get your role in the Discord server and all your other goodies. Uh, but these are the clues for next week, guys. As I say, leave a comment. With your answers, I'll also leave this as a pinned comment so you can easily see it and digest it. And, you know, ask for help from your friends and your family. Uh, and Gasky has already, he's becoming a ball busters champ because it took you like 15 seconds to maybe oh, get all I, three. I, I think I got the first two within five seconds of staring at them. You just, you know, they just, they just line up sometimes, don't they? You just all lines up. Yeah, we go. So maybe it's a slightly easier one or maybe Gasky's just becoming a champion at it. Uh, but these are the clues. The first one is DB, DB, and the clue is, all the time, I can't see. All the time, I can't see. Second one, PS, SpongeBob's friend has done a turd. SpongeBob's friend has done a turd. And then the last one, which might be the trickiest one, is an SS, SS, and the clue is, Gerard is brutal. Gerard is brutal. Those are the Ball Busters clues for this week. I'll say it one more time. Get your answers in by leaving a comment. If you don't leave a comment, you cannot take part in Ball Busters. And therefore, you know, Gasky, what do they say? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Do you know who said that? In, that is what they say. Not El Dobby said that. Yeah, but do you know who also said that before me? Uh, I don't know. Gandhi. What a guy. He didn't say that. That was a lie. Uh, oh, right. That was objectively <laughs> incorrect. That wasn't even one. You were just... Oh, I can't be asked with this. Uh, it's, it's made a return. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to do that, and yet it did. You bought it. That counts as a win. <laughs> I, I hate this. I hate this. As Patrice Everett doesn't say, I hate this game. <laughs>
<laughs> but there we go, guys. Really hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, Gasky, uh, any sort of like final wise words? Have you enjoyed yourself, first of all? Of course I have. I'm in the presence of podcast greatness. What, yourself? I will... I'm like, oh, yeah, you got, you got to pick yourself up, haven't you, in life? you got to pick yourself up. I'm in my own presence. Love that. Love that. But yeah, just everyone have a fantastic week, you know? Three weeks of the World Cup. It's going to be weird. We know it's going to be weird, but, yeah, there'll be plenty more L. Nobbins content, I'm sure. And also Nobcast content for the World Cup as oh, well, yeah. definitely. We'll, 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 don't oh, worry. Yes. We'll be keeping an eye on all of that uh, as we progress to it. Guys, that was the podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it, uh, and we will see you next time. Bye.